Welcome to Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. In today's episode, we'll be looking at DJing using Amiga. We'll have some feedback from our event in uh, January. And a new RPG game in the making, a new teaser. Great. So how is everybody doing, Luke? How are things? As always, trying to find balance in my life between, uh, you know, like work and uh, retro stuff. Unfortunately, I've been losing. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough hours in the day. If only the day could have, you know, at least like 48 hours instead of 24. Absolutely. I, I hear you. <laughs> I'm uh, actually battling with a, an Amiga 4000 here from um, uh, from Carl Jekyll. If if he's listened, hi Carl. It's had a bit of problem, bit of a problem with the real time clock on the board. You know, it's the usual battery leaked everywhere yeah. and stuff like that. But it's been uh, dragging its heels this one. So uh, I'm nearly there, nearly there. It's kept me busy over the last little while. God bless the work. I was on Banjo Gaiali's podcast just a few days ago, and uh, we had a nice chat there about Amiga and at the event and uh, all this stuff like that. So it was good. And uh, actually, Ollie's had some good guests on his um, channel. So if you want to go and have a look, there'll be uh, a link there in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's planning some Amiga music releases in the coming weeks. Nice. So uh, cheers to Ollie for having me on. And um, thanks, massive thanks to everybody who came to Amiga Ireland in January and everyone who helped out and who's been spreading the word since. Um, there's a list a mile long of people to thank, but thanks to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Some of Ollie's paintings are fantastic. You know, you see them, see them cropping up on Facebook every so often. They're absolutely magnificent works. Yeah, he's just done one that he was showing me in the video there from Speedball too. Really good. Oh, one. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the news. A new version of Personal Paint has been released. It's version 7.3c for classic OS 3 and OS 4. Um, The new features include a polygon mode uh, to grab brush tool and updated Italian translations. And there are a whole load of bug fixes as well. And uh, the link is in the show notes if you want to see the announcement on um, abbeyme.net. Hoffman, a well-known musician and a DJ in a... Come uh, the Remiga environment and society has prepared a special edition of Unstable uh, Radio with uh, 100% of Come uh, the Remiga DJ sets using only two Amiga 1200s and a uh, mixer DJ mixer. Um, he's been using PT1210 for quite some time, and uh, that's a pretty uh, pretty good tool if you're interested into um, DJing and parties and rave stuff and uh, electro stuff so uh, there is a link in the show notes I'm sure you won't be disappointed because it's great stuff yeah and thanks to Andre for the tip for that one DOSBox has had a has had a couple of new releases for for classic Amigas. So um, so DOSBox is a, a PC emulator effectively, and you know good for for running old DOS software. And it's 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 a you know it's it's on basically every platform you can think of. So um, you know it's great for running all the old DOS games. So I haven't tried this on a, on a classic. I can't imagine it's going to set the world on fire speed wise, but it's uh, it, you know it, it might run some of the very old stuff quite reasonably. Uh, there are versions for for RTG machines and AGA machines as well. The DOSBox version was actually uh, written by Novakoda. Um, he's a very talented guy, as far as I remember, from Australia, uh-huh. and he's been releasing ports of uh, of Quake, 
uh, of of Quake 2 for for six, uh, 68k Amigas and a lot of other 3D games. He's very talented mm-hmm. and he's very hardworking at the same time. So at some point, I know that he quit Amiga, but I can see that he's back again. Maybe Vampire or the new Warp 1260. Um, uh, accelerator board. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Maybe he got some sort of, you know, like encouragement, um, while checking news about new hardware. Yeah. Cool. Well, good to see that anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see him back. WHD Load 18.4 has been released and you can download that now. And while it's no longer, um, uh, it's no longer a for pay, um, piece of software, I'd encourage anyone to donate, um, something to it if you find it useful. Some of the new features include, um, uh, additional f- fire buttons for joysticks supporting games like Bubble Bobble now supports two buttons. Battle Squadron, there's been support for a third joystick, uh, button added and Super Frog has had a joypad control added and, uh, there are a lot of things like that added to those slaves. So, um, yeah, if you're into those games or you like those features, you can uh, get the download now. Yeah, I don't know anyone who you know has an Amiga and ha- doesn't doesn't use WHD Load really. Um, it's it's pretty uh, ubiquitous at this stage. It is, yeah. I'd be the same though. I think uh, anyone who has a hard disk at all, they probably got it mm. for WHD Load. So yeah, um, it's yeah, absolutely I- a must. Mm-hmm. I think it the uh, I think it cost a tenner at the time to get a registration key, and when I first got WHD load, it had become free. But I I sent in the t- the ten euro anyway. It was working absolutely so. because they yeah. they do a lot of work, and you, you can register bugs. And if there are problems with it, even if like one particular game, no matter how obscure, they're you know they'll give it a go and uh, they'll they'll support it and they'll they'll go about fixing it and stuff. And it it really does get regular updates and it's 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 kind of gets a lot of attention because of you know the big thing it is but you know this is all all voluntary stuff so if, if some beer money would be greatly appreciated for them i'm sure yeah uh, not only games but they also support you know like um demos or music discs yeah or you know like a very obscure old demos from uh, from late 80s you know like the first demos that's you know like uh, mm-hmm. uh don't run on anything like unex like on an unexpanded Amiga uh, 500 with uh, uh, 512 kilobytes of, um, of of RAM, so they you know like fix it and and make it run on you know like a um, high-end um, Amiga. So uh, if you mm-hmm. have you know like a um, a couple of uh, euro cents or pounds or uh, or dollars that you can spare, I, I I strongly suggest to send them because they are really worth it. Absolutely. And on the subject of games, let's move on to our gaming section. The first game that we've got here today is the game called Celtic Heart. We've been talking about a game called Trap Runner. This game, the Celtic Heart, is uh, a similar platformer, but I think the graphics is better, the animation's better. Um... The game is set in the medieval times. It's a platformer, and you control a Celtic knight. It's got three different worlds, and it's got, you know, like, a 13 levels, an end sequence, and it's really, really good. It's really, really polished. And um, 
and the, the 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 requirements are actually you know like minimum. It runs on on a, on, a, on on Amiga 500 or even you know like um, Amiga 1000 because it it only needs five uh, five twelve kilobytes of chip RAM and uh, um, the game is fully downloadable and uh, you can um, download it from the uh, from the link from the show notes. Port of uh, Castle Wolfenstein for Amiga OS 4 has been uh, completed and released, and that is uh, thanks to I'm, I'm going to make a mess of this now. Hugo Nouvelle, known in the uh, forums and stuff as Huno PPC, and you'll, you'll know the name because he's done a lot of uh, OS 4 ports and, uh, and various various bits all over the place for for the other platforms as well. Uh, impressive to see, you, you know. Obviously, it's a fairly as Amiga things go, it's a, it's a modern game, and uh, so you'll need you'll need a, a substantial machine to run it, and uh, you know the graphics card and the whole lot to go with it. But uh, yeah, it's that's a, an impressive achievement. And the website was also, I noticed, was created by George Sokianos, who is uh, our our resident Greek. So hi, George. <laughs> <laughs> good to good to see you. Reshoot or is the successor of Reshoot and is a horizontal scrolling shoot 'em up for Amiga's twelve hundred, four thousand, and CD thirty two. It's due to be released in the first quarter of 2019, so any day now, basically. But the soundtrack has already been released, and the link for that's in the show notes. If you want to go, it's roughly just under 15 euro, and it sounds good, and the game looks good. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's a funny one because it's a it's 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 a shoot it's shooter, but it's pretty abstract. You know, the the sprites and everything. It it, it looks fantastic and it looks very futuristic and stuff like that. It's it's just it's very interesting. Definitely go and have a look at it if you haven't looked at it before. The Shadows of Sergoth. It's a game that was actually first released on Amstrad. It's an RPG dungeon crawler, and teaser is available on on, on Twitter. It's been um, it's the, the teaser has been released by Double Sided Games. The game is actually written by um the guys who are responsible uh, responsible for Barbarian Plus. So the graphics uh, is really really beautiful for for OCS um I mean, what I like uh, after seeing the trailer and the work in progress teaser was the music. It really catches uh, your attention and it's, you know, like uh, it fills the environment. And uh, I look forward to that game. It hasn't been released, it's still work in progress, but I think it's going to be one of those games that I'm going to spend some time with. Lovely. Hmm. Uh, Rygar, the Rygar port uh, is, is um, it's looking very, very good. Um, that's if if anyone is, isn't familiar with it, it's a sort of a side-scrolling platformer kind of uh, beat 'em up, medieval basically themed game. It's um, yeah, it's it's it looks really, really good. And, um, you know, it's, it's been on a lot of, a lot of different platforms over the years and, and, but it's really, really nice to see, you know, such a polished port now and, and, uh, it looks, yeah, it look, absolutely looks the business. I think originally Riker was released on, uh, uh, and yes, it's, it's eight bit yeah, anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Quite possibly. So I've seen the, I've seen the trailer and it looks really, really mm. good. Yeah. So don't, don't let the, the, the <laughs> NES thing put you off. It's like entirely, Redrawn graphics and everything. It's, yeah. not, it's not a straight port. It's basically a sort of a, a remake, if you like. Made from scratch, I think. Yeah. For Amiga. Yeah. And it looks really good. And another good game, Bruce Lee 
Return of Fire, previously Return of Fury um, for Commodore 64. And Indie Retro News has the scoop on this. And they say, if you love the original game but want to play a fresh new look to Bruce Lee while retaining many of the classic core features, then look no further than Bruce Lee Return of Fury. It's a game that could almost be described as a true sequel to that classic title. That's pretty high praise indeed. And another game for C64. Um, the title is interesting for me. Uh, the Nebra Macabre? <laughs> Would that be, mm-hmm. you know, like the correct title? Mm-hmm. Um, the game is actually, uh, released for C64, uh, Commodore Plus 4 and Vic 20. Vic 20. Mm-hmm. The game's got very interesting, I think it's high res, uh, uh, graphics for C64. A lot of rooms to visit. Uh, the graphics is, uh, the, the, the graphics is, um, at least the Commodore 64 version is monochromatic, but, but highly detailed. Again, the animation is fluid. Um, Every room is, 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 is really polished. And, uh, I, again, I look forward to playing that one as well. Lunark has been announced for the Commodore 64. Um, Thalamus have announced that they're going to port this game to the Commodore 64 as well as the Spectrum Next if the Nintendo Switch and, um, PC versions are backed on Kickstarter. So we talked a few episodes back about an abandoned effort to make flashback on the Commodore 64. And I think we had a screenshot of that possibly in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah, we linked to an article and it looked, it looked really good. It had our uh, main character. What's his name again? Um, Conrad. Yeah. Conrad. That's the one. Yeah. So Conrad looked just like the Conrad, you know, from the Amiga. This one looks even better. It looks really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, I hope they can uh, do a successful port of that. So, if you want to see it on Commodore 64, maybe back consider backing the PC and Mac versions at the moment. Starfish is a side-scrolling shooter for the C64. It looks really, really nice. Uh, it's got some really cool music and, you know, it's, it's your it's your standard side-scrolling spaceship shoot 'em up kind of thing. And it, it's, you know, I, I, uh, the videos look great. Uh, yeah, check it out if you have the hardware or the, the emulator. Okay, let's move on to discoveries. So my discovery is that on Amiga, pixels were not perfect squares, and depending on which screen mode, they were either a bit more portraity or a bit more landscapey. And um, the reason I found out this nugget of wisdom was because I was thinking if you wanted to do something really large, a large kind of art project, like let's say get squares of coloured paper and reproduce a famous Amiga graphic that only had, you know, had a small enough palette to it, how would you go about doing it? And, you know, what shape should the uh, pieces of paper be, basically, to reproduce it faithfully? So um, there's a website, uh, Lichesis, Amiga.com. Lichesis.net. I have the link here anyway. And it's basically the whole website is a, a beautiful tribute to Amiga Graphics. It's called the Amiga Graphics Archives, the title. And um, they've got beautiful screenshots, game maps, you know, entire levels mapped out and stuff like that. Um, and when you hover on them with your mouse, it reveals the color palette that was used to produce the graphics. It's stunning. Um, Very good. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. So, um, I, I don't know how, how to pull this off, but I would love to see at the next Amiga event, you know, a, like a wall covered from floor to ceiling with a giant <laughs> reproduction of, uh, of some, something famous. Like imagine the King Tut, you know, um, Avril Harrison's, uh, yeah, King Tut yeah, from yeah. the deluxe paint. Um, wow. that would be seriously cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't be disappointed if you turn up and it's not there because I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to suspend something like that even mm. in the new venue. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, interesting. Pixels were not square on the Amiga. Um, no. And, and even differed between PAL and NTSC, of course, because, you know, there, there are slightly taller pixels in NTSC. So if you had the same game on both, you'd notice things looking slightly skinnier on the NTSC version or on, on, if you set the screen mode to NTSC. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. There's a website called amigalove.com and they have, um, They've kind of been archiving some games onto it with uh, proper screenshots. You know, they're, they're, they take it kind of seriously to have the correct aspect ratio and all that. So you mm-hmm. can see what a, a proper NTSC games and some of the games, actually, most of the ones they have there were probably originally designed for NTSC systems. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they look, they look pretty exquisite, I have to say, in NTSC. Yeah. So there you go. Pixels on Amiga. Yeah. Um, Hurricane, as the name might suggest, is a, a, a Turrican, uh, fan-made uh, tribute, basically. It's a sort of a, yeah, f- a, an inspired, uh, remake, if you like, and made for, uh, modern systems. But it's, it's, it's made, made for Linux. And, uh, so it has been ported, backported, I suppose, if you like, or as a new project, it's been ported to high-end Amigas and it's also available on PC and Linux, but it's a it's it's a Turrican style thing with uh, some fancy lighting effects and essentially a HD remake. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looks looks fantastic. It's very faithful. Mm. Even the feel of it and the weapons and the power ups and the whole shebang. There, yeah, it's it's really yeah, yeah. It's a lot of love in there for it. And it seems that we've got another reboot. This time it's Super Skate Marks. It's a reboot uh, being made by its original author. I'm sure you 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 remember this game because uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a very popular racer, 3D like sort of a racer uh, from the 3D perspective. And uh, I remember one more thing: that you could connect your Amigas with no modern model cable with this game, which uh, increased uh, the players and increased the fun even more. I hope the online option will be here available as well. Absolutely. And the game, yeah, the game will be called this time Epic Skid Marks. You could uh, link them as well, as well as allowing more players. It also lets you play across two screens. Yeah, that's right. And it was, uh, it's, it's brilliant to play it like that. It's really, really great game. So can't wait to see that now. And somebody has knitted some ama- or crocheted amazing Lemmings figures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this, I, I actually posted this in the Facebook group some while back, but uh, planetjune.com is the website to go and see this. Um, she's made floaters, diggers, builders, and more. And uh, the photography uh, alone is excellent, so it's well worth having a look. A useful tool uh, for, well, it's, it's, it's for Windows, but um, for checking USB flash drives and and seeing if they're, you know, if they are what they actually say they are. You know, there are a lot of, um, a lot of counterfeit uh, flash drives like compact flash cards, USB drives, SD cards, and uh, there are a lot of them out there. And, and if if they're, you know, if they if they seem too cheap, they pro- you know, there's probably a reason. And so you know, there are a lot of counterfeits, especially on you know the sort of the darker, shadier corners of the internet and eBay and you know third party sellers and Amazon and stuff like that. So it's quite easy to find them. And what happens is they show up. Like let's say you buy a 16 gig. Uh, uh, SD card and you put it in, the computer says you got 16 gigs of free, but you realize that once you've put one gig on it, 
it starts overriding itself and corrupts itself. And because it's actually only a one gig card with the firmware modified to make it say it's 16. And these, these are pretty common. So this is, this is a bit of software that can actually check a drive. So you plug it in and you run the software on it and it will check it and make sure that it's actually all 16 gigs are there. And that'll be very useful for, uh, people if they're dealing with a lot of, uh, a lot of flashcards. Yeah, and this all this info kind of came uh, out of a discussion started by Seamus Doyle in the Facebook group about um, counterfeit SD cards, you know, going corrupt. Amako, a small utility, displays a cat chasing the mouse on your workbench. <laughs> so when the program is run, a small kitten called Amako runs around within the confines of the program's window, chasing the mouse pointer. If a mecha reaches the edge of the window and the mouse pointer is outside the window boundaries, then a mecha will scratch at the window border in vain. <laughs> Attempt to get uh, the mouse pointer. If the mouse is then moved, a mecha is started and wakes up. Once the haze is cleared from um, in front of his eyes, he is off again chasing the mouse pointer. So uh, this is a really, really like a interesting and really amusing actually uh, utility. It um, it's in the same like a uh, you know like a group of of, of you know like utilities just like for example eyes do you remember that mm-hmm. one eyes on the you know, like a toolbar of your workbench yeah. and whenever you move your mouse pointer the eyes uh, the, the eyes follow and i've got you know like i've got it uh, installed on my workbench and i really enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> i have yeah. it as well yeah Cool. And that was another one from Seamus, actually. So thanks, Seamus, for um, yeah, really that one. nice one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've, I've been meaning to show my daughter. That's why I've just opened it up now on Workbench, and I'm not going to turn it off until she's seen it. So, okay, let's move on to community news. The Norwich Amiga Group meeting is happening in the One Life Left Norwich Gaming Cafe in the UK. And uh, the details, uh, full details, are on Facebook. We've got a link to it. And it's on Friday, the 22nd of March, from half past five until half past nine. I wish you could be there, guys. Have fun. We will do our best. Thank you. Syntax Error Retro Party takes place between 6th and 7th of April in Poland, um, in a city called Gliwice. Um there are a lot of things scheduled, amongst them game tournaments, uh, live acts by Holeva, who's mainly uh, playing dark synth, cyberpunk, music and dark ambient. There are also seminaries, um, uh, for example, Retroberry, uh, Pi and Amiga and Retro Bubble Phenomenon. One of the sponsors of that party is um, Retro Ready. Uh, also, one of the organizers is the KA Plus magazine. And, um, so, uh, the link of that party will be in the show notes. The event is uh, scheduled on, uh, uh, on on Facebook too, so you can you, you can have a look. Another demo party is Revision 2019, which is happening on April 19th to 22nd in Saarbrücken. And uh, we've got the link to that in the show notes if you haven't already been looking at it. And finally, we have the Amiga Ireland 2019 survey results to go through. 
let's go to the top. So everybody who booked tickets online is the easiest way to communicate with people is via email. So anybody who booked online through Eventbrite uh, was sent a link. Okay, so let's start at the top. The first question was, what was your overall experience of Amiga Ireland 2019? And the options for answers were satisfied, I want to return, neutral, I can take it or leave it, or dissatisfied, I wouldn't recommend it. And uh, I'm very happy to say 100% of people said satisfied, (laughs) I want to return. Our second question was, what was your favorite aspect of the event? And the options were workshops, gaming, after event activities, social aspect, including meeting VIPs or other. And uh, the clear winner there was the social aspect, including VIPs. Then the next level down, then we have three three joint winners, uh, which are the workshops, the gaming and the after event activities. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see a result like this. Um, it, it shows that everything that is on offer is is wanted there. Um, and that the general shape of the event is what people want to see. Although we did get some individual feedback with some really good um, suggestions, and I'll get to those in a minute. The third question, and it was a short survey, was what would you most like to see change? And the clear winner again by a mile, five times more than anything else was uh, to get a bigger venue, which is a fantastic um, <laughs> request, really. And I can say that we're, we're taking all of these, all this feedback very seriously. We've got a bigger venue secured already. It's about three to four times the size of the, um, of this year, of the event just gone. And um, it has better facilities in terms of projectors and stuff like that um, and a built-in sound system. And in the meantime, uh, we've got a special guest to announce. And the guest is... Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be any fun if we just told you straight <laughs> out. <laughs> so we're going to put a crossword on the website. And when you complete the crossword, you'll see who the guest is. So go to amigauses.ie and uh, give it a go. It's a bit of fun. Cool. That's that's a lot. That's the longest I've ever spoken on this podcast. I didn't want to ask you. <laughs> okay, I, I had time to get my shopping and get back. So. <laughs> Put the fr- frozen stuff is uh, all taken care of. All sorted. All sorted. Yeah. Okay. Online activity. Our top tweet uh, on the Amiga Ireland Twitter account was our thank you post, thanking everybody who's involved in all kinds of way, whether you were helping us um, mount a projector to the ceiling, uh, whether you gave workshops, helped out at the door, um, even the people who just, you know, could see me scratching or anyone scratching their heads and came up and said, tell me how I can help. You know, it was fantastic. People who helped promote it, people who made videos, took photographs, who did live streams, uh, the whole shebang. There's so many people that helped out. Thank you to everybody. And uh, that was our top tweet. Um, our top Facebook post was by Seamus Doyle and that was the um, aforementioned warning about counterfeit SD cards and there's a bit of conversation going on underneath there and we have a link to it here directly and we've had a fair few new members to the Facebook group Uh, we're nearly at 400 members now so hello to Owen Kidney, Isles of Flaherty, Robert Magro, Dan Wood, Erlen Dahl, Sakshaug, Walter Mamo, Colin Callanan, John Schaller, Graham Thompson, Oliver Carpato, Tom Gaskin, Aidan Doyle, Sebastian Farina, Alan DDNI, Edwin Folgero Helland, Colin McCausland, Ian Griffiths, Leandro Rodrigo Pinheiro, Mark Kennedy, Thomas Ward, Amiga 600-500, I don't think that's their birth name, uh, Brenda Stones, Robert Paul Hardy, Adam Craig Johnston, Howard Taylor, Celso Bernardino Costa, Robert Burnett, Pedro Souza, Patrick Frick, Andrew Santos, 
Michael Medetka, Fleming Dupont, George Pappas, Matthew Smith, Eddie Brilly, Gaff or Jaff? Jeff. Gaff, I think Gaff. Jeff. Jeff Major, Luis Rita, Magnus Wun, Gerontel, that Gerontel, the Gerontel, probably. <laughs> Hardy Robert Paul, Louis, Louis, um, Bertolas, Alastair James Inglis, Adrian Wallet, Gavin Winters, Cormac Trainer. I'm sorry if I mispronounce something, it's <laughs> oh, just, uh, it's a good I'm sure we all did. We've all messed up a few names there, I think. But it's it's fine. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. That Amiga A600-500, it might not be a real name, but I also know Trevor has a grandson, uh, grandson now, so it's possibly a person's actual name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so I think that's all from us for now, unless anyone has anything to add. No, I think, I think it's all good. Okay. Thanks to everyone for listening, especially if you're still with us. Check out the crossword at amigausers.ie to see who our guest is for Amiga Ireland 2020. It's someone special, somebody new. And we're playing out with the winner of this year's mod contest from Amiga Ireland. Uh, first place was Dawn of Delusions by Oliver Degand, aka Nuance. Uh, other music was by Virtual Dimensions and Banjo Guy Ali. And please leave us a review wherever it is that you listen to us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
going to sleep.